Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever WrestleTalk is and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. WrestleTalk. Hello and welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast. I am Luke Owen and I'm joined by the hardest working person in all of sports infotainment, Denise Salcedo. How's it going, Denise? Happy Friday. Glad to be here. Oh, so happy it's Friday. What a week this has been. Like, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this to you actually, but I took a day off on Monday. Oh, like, nice. Well, I, I kind of had to because I'd done like the live reactions for Revolution. So I had like a day in lieu. So it was meant to, I meant to have taken it last Wednesday, but I had far too much work to do. So I was like, I cannot take it on Wednesday. So I, I had to take it on Monday. And that actually made it much worse for me because it actually put me like, like so far behind on all the work that I needed to do this week. It was a disaster. I feel you. If you take the wrong day off, you'll notice that the next week you're screwed. You're like, I did, I could, I see it now as like, can you afford a day off or can you not afford a day off? What can you do here? So now you don't, well, I'm sure things work differently for you, but like I do like half days now where it's like half oh, yeah? is a day off, but not really a day off. <laughs> That's a smart way of doing it. Maybe I'll pitch that to Ollie next time. Uh, but let's dive into the main show itself. We're going to be talking about that Baker versus Rosa match. Was it a five-star match? Here is the show. Your third place queen, Denise Salcedo. How's oh, it going, Denise? Man, that's a demotion, Luke. I used to <laughs> demotion. putting me over and then bam, third place you, queen. You if like being third place. place. Doesn't count. You're always like third place on Quizzlemania. That's your gimmick. <laughs> I am third place queen, though. That's just terrible. But oh. um, so yeah, I'm I'm sleepy today, though. As you can tell, you like, got an extra like hour. I, did, I went to sleep really late yesterday, like late, the time just like flew by and I wasn't sleepy and I just never got to bed. And then it was time to wake up and I was like, that's not fair. It was like five minutes. <laughs> and so today I come on here and I'm like trying to like open my eyes. 
I did notice on last week's episode, you looked like you were like, uh, what? What's the question again? What are we talking about? And I was like, the extra owl really helped Denise this week. And then it actually, I feel like I was more alive. Like each week that goes by, I'm like less alive. Oh yeah. I mean, we did say, I mean, I say we did. You said to me on week one, when we started doing this live, you were like, I'm so ready to go, but it is week one. Ask yeah. me how I'm feeling on week four. Week three, I'm falling apart today, but I think I'll be better next week. Okay, right. Well, well, let's get let's crack on into this show because we had so much feedback yesterday on the Brett Baker Thunder Rosa uh, unsanctioned lights out match that headlined this week's Dynamite with a lot of people saying that not only like match of the year contender, but also like best match on that Dynamite has ever had. Certainly the best women's match the Dynamite has ever had. And some people are going far to say that it's like a five star match. Um. I put this poll up onto our community, which I'll get into in just a moment, but I wanted to ask you first, um, what did you make of the match? I mean, so you've talked about it a lot on uh, Figure Four and Wrestling Observer, but uh, if anyone hasn't seen your thoughts, what are they? So here's the thing is that I don't know why, but I went into the show, I went into, you know, seeing the match on the card, seeing it announced and all of that. For some reason, I still wasn't expecting to necessarily be as blown away as I was. I wasn't expecting to have the feeling that I had after the match. I wasn't expecting any of that. So during the match, you know, it started off. I think as every minute progressed, it started becoming very clear what they were going for, what they were trying to do. And as you were watching, I think people, I know I myself started realizing, okay, this is much more than just your, you know, average, whatever match, like they're, they're trying to make something out of this. And you could tell and every little thing that they were doing in this match, it felt like a big deal. Like this could have easily been a pay-per-view match, whatever. They went all out for it. And I, after this match, like when the match ended, I thought to myself, first of all, this is doing so much for the women in AEW because as you know, I, you know, I'm one of those people, a lot of people have been critiquing their women's division and how they necessarily haven't been, you know, giving the women justice. They haven't been doing enough, et cetera. There's a lot of things that you could fairly critique, critique AEW on their women's division about, but this one to me, it kind of felt like a turning point because the last several months, I think that AEW has gotten a lot better at showcasing their women. Obviously they had that tournament. They've actually built the storyline up with Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa, which really, if you think about it, has probably had the best bill out of any women's storyline in AEW. And so just the fact that they ended it this way, or the, this is the big, you know, payoff moment, I think it was well worth it. And I think that this is hopefully a start to oh, yeah. doing much more with the women and taking them much more seriously on the roster. Now, obviously, I still think that they have a lot to do in terms of not all that on not all the women on the roster are at the level of Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. So they obviously need to work with their younger talent to get them a lot better. One of the things that I talked about on my show is that I really do think that they need more veteran women on the roster to mm -hmm. sort of help those younger talents out and just also to give more depth to the division because I do think that they need more names for the women, even more known names as well. I do think that that can help. But either way, I love this match. It felt like a history-making moment. I won't say it was like the my favorite match of AEW history, but I will say it was definitely one of my favorite main events. It was definitely the best woman's match. 
And it is definitely up there with a lot of the best men's ones as well. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. And I think actually one of the things I've, AEW of, of the last couple of months, I would say, because like I have also been one of the very, very vocal people. In fact, one of the things that people really get knocked at with me and Ollie is that every week on the show, we were like, man, the women's division that they present on this show, and it's not the talent's fault, it's the way that the company presents them is always like really quite bad. But over the last couple of months, I feel like they've made a real concerted effort to right that wrong and, and and try and like push this ship in the right direction and i think we are starting to see that now i think we're getting you know with the thunder rosa Britt baker feud which has genuinely felt like one of the hottest feuds in the whole company uh the women's tournament i had some issues with but i think that some good has come out of it and you've got jade cargill who they are making feel like a real legit star and speaking of legit, they just signed legit Layla Hirsch to a contract. And it feels like, you know, with Layla Hirsch and Anna Jay and Ty Conti, they're always like, they're building up people. Red Velvet's another one, you know, building names that are actually going to be like the headliners of this division in five years time. Like they're putting all the groundwork into them now. But like Jade Cargill is someone, Alex McCarthy of Wrestling Daily said this on Twitter yesterday, and I completely agree with him. She's the sort of person you could give a Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle, like rookie year run to and, and be like, you know, uh, for um, uh, Jade Cargill, like oh, okay. giving her like the, the rookie year of being like, this is your first year in the company and you go on and you win a title in your first year and you like become the face of the division. I really think you could do that with her, but like going back to Baker and Rosa, I, this match was absolutely wonderful it was so so great and one of my probably my favorite of the lights out matches the three that they have had as much as i loved the moxley omega one i loved this match so so much it was so so great as to whether it was a five star match i don't know if like i mean we should say star ratings i mean you can you like them or you don't like it doesn't really matter if you don't think it's five stars you negative five stars if you do if you do then that's grand and everything but i did put it up as a poll and I was very curious to see like what the reaction to this was. And I put out very clearly, was this a five-star match? Yes or no? 83% said that yes, it was a five-star match. Only 17% said that no, it wasn't. <laughs> I like how the hell no, it's like, hell no, with the exclamation <laughs> point. I just think that the match was very, very memorable. So while it might, I don't, uh, well, it might, you know, some people will say like, okay, it wasn't a five-star match, but I think what really put it over with the people was just how much it meant. I mm -hmm. think that is what carried a lot of weight and a lot of uh, weight for it to just be scored a lot better because of what it meant and how, and I think a lot of people overall had that feeling afterwards where they were like, oh man, we just saw something cool here. And you saw it in their faces, like when Thunder Rosa won, like she had like the, we did it face, you know, even though Britt Baker, you couldn't see her face at that point anymore. Oh, I think underneath you can, through that exterior, you can see that, you know, obviously she was, uh, you know, proud or happy or whatever, you know? So it was something that was memorable. And I don't know, it, it, it was exciting and it made the show that much more exciting to talk about. And my favorite thing too, is this is what I've noticed. Like the more people, the better the show AEW Dynamite is, the more uh, people actually care about people like us that talk about it and podcast about it. I mean, people were so excited to talk about this match. And so it made me excited because that equals more viewers and more, you know, all of that. So the better that they do, the better it is for everybody. 
the yeah, um, Britt Baker's crimson mask that she had during the match, like she was cut deep in this. But I think it kind of like it really added to it. I know there are people who are a bit squeamish about blood in wrestling now, and I totally get that. But there is a moment, and I've saying to Wally yesterday, there's a clearly like a primordial part of my brain that as soon as like there is blood in a wrestling match, I'm like, oh wow, oh wow, this is <laughs> this is serious stuff now. Like it feels so much more real now. And like I really got that from Bacon. Baker's selling of it was so so great, and it then made me almost like fearful for all of the next spots and like maybe get the Death Valley Driver on the ladder, like the dropkick. Like, there was just so many spots where I was like, oh my god, I have no idea what's gonna happen next. And then the, before you know it. Bloody Brett Baker's being power bombed into thumbtacks, and I was like, she, "Like, what is oh, next for this match?" Afterwards, of all the thumbtacks on her back looks so gross. Oh yeah, it was. I I just I thought these two absolutely like killed it in this main event. Absolutely killed it. And I don't understand. And I know that there's people out there, like you said, that are like weird about blood. And it's like. I don't, I can't get it. I can't fathom it. Like, I can't comprehend it to me. Like, I, I think I'm like you where it's like certain feuds, they need that blood feud. They need it. You need to have it culminate in that way. And I know, especially for the women, a lot of people aren't used to that. So it's kind of like, mm. what, like you, what you think there shouldn't be blood just because this is, you know, a woman yeah. feud. But yeah, I actually, we had those messages yesterday that said it was actually like, it was blood on women made me really uncomfortable. And like Brian Alvarez has said this before, like Brian Alvarez has said, like he gets uncomfortable about intergender matches because he doesn't like watching guys beat up women. It's very interesting, like how people, you know, what they think about that and to each their own. But I feel like with intergender wrestling, I feel if it's done right, if it's done right and if it's booked a certain way and like the people in it are doing it right, it can be very, very exciting. It can be very mm -hmm. fun and entertaining to watch. And, you know, I've, I was able to see, you know, Taya Valkyrie do so many of those, you know, uh, when I would get to watch her live, I got to see Candice LeRae do, you know, so many of those and they were fun. They were entertaining. Like people get really into them. And then like with the blood on women, like I just, I knew people were going to be complaining about that. Like from a start, I knew that that was going to be, something that people weren't going to be you know a fan of but I'm thinking like they're wrestlers they're athletes their talents let them do what they want like just because like men aren't the only ones that are allowed to bleed like believe it or not women are human too we have blood inside of us too so if someone throws a ladder at our faces chances are we're gonna bleed just like a dude I mean Homer Star fan uh brings it home here by saying according to WWE video games women can't bleed so uh maybe, <laughs> maybe that's that really a thing from. in video games yeah that's yeah 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 in the, in the video games like guys can get uh color on there but uh the women don't so um maybe that's what it is maybe people are so used to the, to the ww video games they're just not used to can't comprehend this sort of thing that's wild that's seriously <laughs> i didn't know <laughs> Uh, but one of the things I was I was curious about, because um, someone said this yesterday in one of our hyper chats or the Omega chats was just like, oh, this shows that women can be a draw. And me and I were like, whoa, well, let's let's wait till the ratings come out first before we can say if this was definitively worked as a draw. But actually looking at it, it sort of was like AEW and NXT didn't have great numbers yesterday. Um, but it kind of if you dive into the numbers overall, um, I don't know whether it's a daylight savings thing, but all entertainment shows were down. Like uh, on these this past week, like all entertainment shows have been haven't been pulling in the great numbers. So kind of like the decline in both AEW and NXT is 
comparable to all of the other entertainment shows that were on on a Wednesday night. But the match drew in, like it, it raised up the game. It, it drew in like a hundred more, hundred odd thousand more viewers, like from an NXT product. They switched over, and like the the NXT main events of Birch and Lorkin versus Balor and Cross was one of the worst rated NXT main event segments that they've ever had. It was so that not really. <laughs> it was terrible and don't even get me started on that because i was complaining about that on the show i was just like <laughs> why did they bid finn balor this is so stupid <laughs> i didn't like it i didn't like it and i was watching the matches at first side by side and i was like oh no i'm gonna have to pause this and i'm gonna have to finish watching this one all on its own yeah so it like it really pulled in and the the 18 to 49 number that AEW got for that main event compared to NXT was three times as much. So like it really was a huge success for them in terms of like the numbers and yeah, the, the viewing figures that they got. As to whether Meltzer scored it five stars, I know there are some people who are curious about this. He wrote of the match, it turned into perhaps the best women's match ever on US regular television. That's or the Charlotte Flair Sasha Banks match in Charlotte, Carolina. And really, this felt like it had more impact with Baker losing because she had the Steve Austin versus Bret Hart Crimson mask. It would end up uh, with that. Uh, it would end up with that match, the Bailey versus Bank match in Brooklyn and Flair versus Lynch at the Evolution pay-per-view as the best women's match in a major promotion in the US. I'd go four and three quarter stars, but figure because of the uniqueness and historical nature and blood that this would be very well in the match of the year ballots. I th what do you think about the rating? I think that's fair. Like, I really do think that's fair. Like, I, I, what a, Meltzer's like big critique of it was that early on, Reba hit Rosa with a crutch, and she did it so lightly it was like a tap, and he was like, nah, "It's not off to a hard start." <laughs> so I think that's probably what lost it that quarter star. You know what? I think she earned it back taking that bump on the table, <laughs> or maybe not. Oh man, yeah. They should be like, "Hey, you, you ruined our five star rating. Thanks a lot for not hitting me harder on that." No, but seriously, I think it's a fair rating as well in yeah. terms of you know i think the way that it started off at first i think everybody was expecting it to go one direction and then it went an entirely different direction so i think like maybe if anything the probably the weakest part was was the start of the match but how it culminated at the end and just like all the impact at the end was what really made it worth it um, diving into your Omega Chats, Chuck Cassis says, how do you all, I think this match is definitely five stars. Look at the story they told throughout the match. The hatred that they have for each other brought out ladders, tables, bloody thumbtacks. This was spine tingling, brutal beatdown at their best. Yeah, I, mean, I, I thought it was a, a terrific match. And I, I think I would agree with Mel, so I'd have gone four and three quarter stars. But like, and we were talking about the comparison between the Becky Lynch Charlotte Flair match at Evolution, which is so so great, and it's probably the most comparable match of the two because they were these sort of like hardcore street fight type things, right? And the I, the only thing that makes me rate this one above Flair versus uh, Lynch, which I do think is a better match, the only way I, I would go for Baker and Rosa is because the heel face dynamic in the Flair Lynch match is so balked because that's when WWE were like, no no, Becky Lynch is a heel. And Charlotte Flair is a baby face. And we with the audience were like, no, I don't think so. I think Becky Lynch is definitely the baby face here. Versus the Thunder Rosa Britt Baker match where it's like Thunder Rosa, they did such a great job at building her up to be such a good baby face that mm -hmm. it was very, very you, there was no complications. You knew who was the good person. You knew who was the bad person. It didn't make it complicated.
Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Uh, right, well, I think it's now time to dive into your Patreon mailbag questions. If you want to submit a question to the mailbag, all you've got to do is become one of our awesome pledge hammers on Patreon at any dollar amount and leave a comment in the community tab labeled mailbag. Do not email me, I will just lose it bad at my job uh right let's kick things off with chris lily uh, says hey guys thinking on why the wrestlemania card hasn't been finished so obviously this is off the back of the WrestleVotes report that like you know five weeks out from this show there still isn't a finished final card for the two nights of wrestlemania we've got this year as chris says could it be because vince mcmahon and wwe don't know what will make fans happy anymore as no matter what they do they always get a ton of anger and hate people ask for more wrestling but then they want characters they rejoice when they get a uh, fiend and Alexa, but then they give people Apollo, something that <clears throat> someone who had nothing, and because it's slightly edgy, it was deemed wrong. Uh, maybe so that's why there's nothing on for WrestleMania. Uh, Vince doesn't know what to give them. WWE can never win. I think it's probably just because they just don't really know what they want to do yet. They they haven't because they're not doing telling long term stories. They just like what like five weeks out, you can be like, well, yeah, who what are we gonna do with these guys? What does it really matter? Because we haven't got anything for them currently, so we could just make something up now. That's how I feel. I feel like there isn't enough storylines right now. Because you think if you think about it, they're gonna fill up two nights. That's however X many amount of matches per night. And 
I don't necessarily feel like there's that many feuds at the moment. Like that's there's that many potential matchups like all the ones that have been announced those ones were the ones that were expected i was completely thrown off by the aj styles omaz match i didn't see that one coming i was a little bit bummed out but whatever what can you do but it just it kind of doesn't i don't know i'm not really that hyped for any specific match so far announced where i'm like oh my god i cannot wait to see this match i don't feel that way about anything so far yet on the on the card so i do hope that maybe we do get something that makes it feel like more wrestlemania worthy in my opinion yeah like wwe have got all the tools at their like disposal at the moment to make some storylines you know make some matches and make the card they're just choosing to do it later in the day and like that's that's the angle that they've decided to take this year i don't think it's a case of i'll be honest with you i don't think they, they give a damn what the people actually want like i don't think they couldn't care less that's why the you look at most wrestlemania cards they're like no, no no this is what we want to do and that's fine that's what a wrestling company should do they should just you know put on the matches that they want to do so i don't really think it's a case of the fans will complain so we don't know what we're going to put on i don't i don't think that's the case yeah no i don't think so either plus i'm thinking too like if anything like don't you want to put out your very best this year especially because you don't know how many people are really willing to travel especially right now given the circumstances and be in a you know crowded stadium you don't know how many people are willing to do that so i guess put your very best to change people's <laughs> yeah. minds i don't know uh, Daniel McAvoy says, hi, Luke and Denise. My birthday is tomorrow. Can I get a shout out for that? Happy yes. birthday, Daniel. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Uh, with Molly Holly being named 2021 Hall of Fame, much deserved for that. I don't know what is the criteria for the Hall of Fame, but do you think Dolph Ziggler is a future Hall of Famer? I feel the show off should be in there. I know. Isn't the criteria whether or not Vince likes you? And if he likes I, you at the moment? Yeah, I, th I think the, the criteria is, are you already in? Like, because if you are, then you, there's another chance you could go in if you were part of something else. But if you're not, then yeah, you can go in if you want. Like, that is pretty much the criteria for the I, I, I mean, I, I hate to be a sour puss on here. I don't get the Hall of Fame. Like, because it's, it's just like anyone's in there. So, like, I don't, I don't get the whole hype of being like, oh, my God, this person should be in. Because I was like, I don't think it really that matters that much. And we have Drew like in people it. going in this year. <laughs> exactly yeah like it's like yeah that's fine cool like if, that, if that's 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 a grand thing and i'm sure they'll have a nice dinner verified though you know like there's so many yeah. people that are verified but you still want it so it's like that for the hall of fame you still want to get your moment you were there you did something get your moment but to answer your question yeah Dolph Ziggler will be in the hall of fame because he works for wwe and he'll probably forever be working for WWE. So he'll be in the Hall of Fame. Miz will be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Kofi Kingston will be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Umberto Carrillo will be in the Hall of Fame at some point. Like, it's just like, if everyone is going to be in the Hall of Fame. I could, if I've got, if I have a moment at WrestleMania, I could probably be eligible to be in the Hall of Fame at some point. Yes. Stephen Amell will probably be in there. He had a match at SummerSlam once. Uh, Lawrence said, I used to look forward to WrestleMania every year. This year, with everything going on in the world and me personally, I realized I don't care. A month away and for the first time in my life, I have zero interest in the card. I was thinking about why I came to a revelation. Simply put, WrestleMania isn't special anymore. Nothing in WWE is. And the fault lies with the WWE Network. Network has killed pay-per-view and everything special about the WWE. Now, Lawrence goes, I've truncated like Lawrence's thoughts. I'm just, I don't like to do this, but Lawrence wrote 12 paragraphs. So I had to like truncate this down to a little bit. But it's um kind of the points that he raises about how, you know, um, you want to be there live to be able to watch it. 
and like with the network you could be like well i'm i'm you know i've got to go work that night but it's okay because it's on the network and just watch it on demand two days later um and pay-per-views don't feel very grand because we're in this pandemic era and there's no one actually there uh, he continues like we use words like pay-per-view blowout match go home angle but those words are meaningless now they used to be a big spell pitch um and there's no need to sell these shows that's my take uh what's yours i would say you could watch pay-per-views two days after they aired anyway like even back in the 90s that they used to sell like monday night raw was all about you need to go buy the replay of this show so if you missed it go buy the replay now and you can watch the show again so i don't, I don't think that argument quite holds up um I think, but like, I've always made the argument that the network is exactly the same as pay-per-view. You're still selling a product. So you're just, rather than getting people to spend 40 bucks on the pay-per-view, you're getting them to put down a $10 subscription. So the model hasn't changed in my eyes. It's just, I think, feel like their approach to it has. See, I feel like you touched on a lot of different stuff that like each within itself could be a conversation. But just overall, I do have to say that you know, he mentioned somewhere on there that he feels like they can't do anything special anymore. And I don't think that's necessarily the case. Although I do feel the same way about the WrestleMania card, as I just mentioned. But there are so many pay-per-views, I think, that they've been having that have been really good. And they've had some really spectacular matches. And so for me, like, that track record holds up like for the most part I feel like all of their pay-per-views really just you know are really good so it gets me excited to continue watching the rest of the pay-per-view so like even though I know right now going into this Wrestlemania card that I'm not necessarily like crazy about any particular match I still based on everything that we've been seeing on the pay-per-views I still feel like Wrestlemania is going to be a good show uh you know a good couple of shows two nights obviously so I do have to disagree with that. And then also I don't I don't know the extent of what how the network has you know affected or not affected, you know, whether or not people think pay-per-views are special anymore. I don't know. But like for me, I can't imagine it being something where it's like, oh well, I'm not gonna watch because it's on the network now. Like I can't mm. feel that way about it. Like if it's for if it's you know a live event and it's happening here, I'm gonna go. If it's, you know happening the day of I'm gonna watch even if I wasn't covering it I would still watch the day of live obviously if you have to work well actually here's the thing about me though when I used to work on pay-per-view dates when like when I had like my you know my retail work I would actually always request the day off for pay-per-view oh, yeah. so I never really ran into that issue <laughs> Yeah, we used to like, uh, specifically for WrestleMania, was book the day off after WrestleMania, specifically because, you know, like it ends at 6 a.m. So, like, you know, and we would never go into work the following day. So, yeah, like we would just like book days off. Like that was my day holiday that I would take. Yes, like, yes that exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like I, it was just like my thing. I was like, all right, one month's the pay per view. All right, cool. I'm going to make sure to request this day off or, you know, work early and come out, you know, come out early that day. Uh, Nate says, hi, Luke and Denise. I put a mailbag a few weeks ago about list videos from other members of the WrestleTalk team. Someone the following week maybe suggested putting them on Twitter. Luke, you said you'd run it by Adam. Any updates on that? I do have an update on it because we talked about it this morning in our team meeting. Um, and I literally said, I was like, Adam, I'm going to run this by you. And he was like, I don't know why, but I'm <laughs> I was like, cool, I'm going to ask anyway. It's something that we are thinking about, um, but is it is very clear like we uh we want to give the people what they want you know and the people who are subscribed to parts of unknown want adam's lists so 
if you do it on a week and then Adam, like they don't get their Adam list, like those fans might not come back to watch the week after. So we may end up in a week where it's like, there'll be two list videos that go up. Adam will have a regular list and we'll also do this extra bonus list. So I don't know, but we have, we have talked about it. Um, although the- Adam Blampley, he'll do the list. <laughs> Oh, I mean, well, he's definitely someone we want to ask to, to, to put up a list. He'll do the list. <laughs> Adam did say, he goes like, oh, it's the easiest list you'll ever write because like you just got to write about matches that you like. And I thought, I thought, I'm not sure I could name 10 matches off the top of my head, <laughs> let alone 10 of my favorite matches ever. But, like, it's the hardcore triple threat at WrestleMania and then I'm done. I'm just like, no, I don't like, really know what I'm going to write. Over. Like, <laughs> that would be the funniest thing though. You were like, you hype up your list. Like, this is the greatest <laughs> list. I put so much thought into it. This is the greatest list ever no list will ever beat this and then just name one match and be like bye yeah was, i'm just gonna name that match 10 times over um <laughs> toxic dogma it says in honor of laurie's fantastic explained video uh, on the lucha mask and the history of lucha masks i'd like to ask you guys to pick your favorite masked wrestler outside of the big name based on the look of their mask or the talent that they have who are your favorite masked wrestlers outside of like you know the big top names Mine was all mine is always love machines with the hearts. Definitely. I, I don't know because like I unfortunately don't get like a lot of like I haven't all of the lucha wrestlers that I know or luchadors, I suppose you probably should call them, um, are like in the big companies. So like I think they already are You're like, like big Rey Mysterio. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Ray Mysterio, Pentagon Jr., Ray Phoenix, you know. <laughs> No, you should take a look at like all the masks. Like there's some really like some really great ones out there. Like some really, really cool ones. Um, like I also like re most recently I love the cycle clown mask because it has and I have it here, obviously, but yeah. it has like the tongue out and it just looks really funny. And like when you see him like in person, like with the mask, it's just like this whole like other, you know, this whole other worldly yeah. thing. So it looks pretty awesome. My um, I mean, I mean my favorite masked wrestler is Jushin Thunder Liger because I think he has got the coolest mask. But again, like he is a major name, so I'm not sure I can really give yeah, that an answer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Callum says, as WrestleMania is coming up, I'd like to know what's your favorite WrestleMania match of all time? Mine is Triple H mm -hmm. versus The Undertaker, Hell in a Cell Mania 28. Hardcore triple threat, WrestleMania X7 is the greatest <laughs> WrestleMania match of all time. It is a flawless match where there are absolutely no criticisms against that match other than it's just, it's perfect. And it's almost too good. Mine is Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker, WrestleMania 26. And I was there for that. So oh, that really? was really exciting. Yeah. I think the 25 match is better, personally. No, it's the 26, the one in uh, Arizona. That's the better <laughs> one, Luke. That's the better one. It was so good. So good. And I remember, like, just being there and being like, oh, like, every two seconds freaking out. And everybody in the stadium was was invested in this match. Like, there was not, like, well, at least that's how I felt in that moment. I felt like there was, everybody was paying attention. Like, it didn't feel like it was one of those things where, like, some people aren't paying attention. No, like you can really feel like the energy like in that building for that match. If I'm not going to pick the hardcore triple threat, then it's the TLC match at X7. Like it is oh, just, yeah. oh my God, it's so great. And like properly holds up, you know, 20 years on still really holds up. Uh, Dwayne the Gronk Johnson, this is a fun question. I recently found my Rusev Day and Ty Dillinger t-shirts laying around. I remember that I bought them because they were so over at the time, but the hype died down really quickly. My question is, have you guys ever bought merchandise that was really popular but ended up fizzling out? I'm going to say no. 
you've only I've ever bought popular merch bought something just because it was popular it has to be popular okay. with me if it's not popular with me i'm not buying it when i uh when i joined wrestle talk full time um i said because i i don't i've never really owned wrestling shirts it's never really been like a thing that i've never really had so um like the one shirt i've ever really owned is a nexus shirt and that's because i was like oh my god the nexus are cool so i bought a nexus shirt and i suppose that actually answers for this question as well i didn't have a nexus shirt but i did have like i think one of my favorite shirts that i had was like I had a lot of actually. I had like the Rated R Superstar. I had the I had the Stone Cold Steve Austin What shirt, and <laughs> I had um, I had I had so many. I had like all the Rock ones, Jericho, all of Jericho's. I, I had a ton of shirts, like a ton. But like I, I was now working on a wrestling channel, so I was like, I need to get some more wrestling shirts. I, I don't know why. I just in my head, I was like, I think I should buy some more wrestling T-shirts so I can like not just wear like you know my. Like, like otherwise i'm just gonna wear daredevil or something the, uh, something the hedgehog t-shirts so i was like i'm gonna buy some wrestling shirts and like i was like okay well who do i really like at the moment so i bought the fandango t-shirt they're the <laughs> one with like the police badge on it because they okay, were doing like the so best police file things <laughs> i wasn't expecting you to say fandango i was like oh who did he get i thought you were gonna say somebody somebody totally different oh, and no. it's fandango <laughs> No, I bought the Breezango like tag team one because they were doing like what was that like backstage series of skits they were doing? The fashion like, the files. Fashion files. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I bought it because I really enjoyed like that skit, and I then wore that T-shirt while I was interviewing Jeff Goldblum, and Jeff Goldblum was like fascinated by this T-shirt. It was like Breezango. What? What is Breezango? Or oh, he didn't well, recognize it. Didn't recognize it. And I was like, oh yeah, no, it's a it's a wrestling T-shirt. I was like wrestling. Is wrestling popular? And I said, yeah, no, it's, it's still popular in the US. He's like, no way. He was probably like, what a nerd. <laughs> he was probably like thinking like the worst of you inside his head. Oh, but that was such a fun interview day though. Cause like it was Jeff Goldblum. He was there to promote Thor Ragnarok. And, but it's Jeff Goldblum. So he just is, he's just Jeff, right? He's just like, so yeah. one of my, fr one of my friends went in to interview him and then he came out five minutes later and I was like, oh, how was he? He goes, I didn't ask a single question. And what? I said, what do you, I said, what do you mean? He said, well, we sat down and then they were like, you know, start going. And he asked me a question. He said, oh, where are you from? And I said, oh, I'm from London. And so Jeff Goldman then started singing a song about London. But <laughs> my friend didn't know the words. So like, he was just like singing the song. And he's like, ah, da -da -da -da, and then like throwing it over for my friend to finish it. And he just went, and oh, no, I don't know these words. And Jeff goes like, Stop oh, it's, it. it's like, these are the words you need to say. And so he'd be like, da, 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 throw it to him. And then my friend would like say the words. And Jeff's like, what a beautiful singing voice you have. And by that point, they'd run out of time. The five minutes were up and he had to leave. Oh my God. I can't even imagine that. <laughs> I would have been so stressed out. I'd been like, bro, I didn't get to ask any questions. <laughs> Apparently I got one of the best interviews out of the day though, because you got so distracted by my t-shirt and my, I was wearing these turnouts. I'd like, I, I had these pair of Converse that had the Joker on them. And he got so distracted by those as well that I was able to just be like, and now comic books. And we're talking about Thor Ragnarok. So I got one question out of him about Thor Ragnarok. And then I got to ask him about the fly. And then that was my time. But according to the people there, they like, he, that was the most talkative he's ever been about the film all day long. What? 
That's crazy. Okay, well, there you go. Note to self. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so funny. Uh, ben Green uh, says, with one of the most stacked rosters in WWE, um, would you think the booking of storylines would be easy and come natural? WWE just isn't getting it. I'd rather go back to the mid-90s and watch a garbage man, goon, plum, and evil clown in a 60-minute four-way Iron Man plunger on a pole match than most of the content WWE is putting out now. I think that might be hyperbole there, Ben. I think that might be hyperbole. yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's so, I don't know. I feel like everyone likes, you know, obviously everyone likes a different period of wrestling and all of that. But I just, I think sometimes people, there is good stuff. I'm not going to say it's all good, but I feel like mm -hmm. there is good stuff. And I think sometimes people make it seem like there's absolutely nothing good left. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, Owen says last, okay, so this is you remember last week, Owen asked, would we rather have a year-long Jeff Jarrett run, like the Jeff Jarrett oh, um, yeah, yeah. run of pain, a Miz-long WWE run, a championship run, or a Shane McMahon WWE championship run for a year long? He's now added to this. Okay, so we've now got the option of a Miz-long WWE run, or Jinder retains against AJ Styles and remains WWE champion, but then loses it to Shane McMahon. And uh, So those are your options. I mean, I'm, I'm going to go with I'm, the second one, because at least that's that's... A little unexpected so i might be surprised i'll go with yeah. the gender one <laughs> i'm going with gender as well uh, jonathan hedman says good appropriate time of day let's play a game would you rather buy a car off ebay with no title or share a face mask with an nxt wrestler wait what's the first one buying a car off ebay with no title or uh sharing a face mask with someone from nxt I wouldn't want to share a face mask with anybody. So I'm going to go with the say. eBay one. That's just gross. I was going to say, Jonathan, like, that is too easy of an, a question because I can buy the car and it'll just sit there. I don't know if I share a mask, I could die. Like it's, <laughs> that's a very simple option. It's so gross though. Like even if people said, okay, like if someone came, like God himself came down and was like, Denise, if you share this mask with this person, you will not die. I'll still be like, ew, no, I'm not going to share a mask with somebody. It's so gross. <laughs> then I can't even wear the same mask like back to back without like washing it. And that's my own germs. Like after I'm done wearing a mask, I got to wash it. I ain't wearing it the next day. Uh, Josh, Denise uh, says, Denise, your reaction to Taylor winning album of the year for folklore at the Grammys made my heart happy. Wrestling Swifties unites. Luke, do you have a non-wrestling markout moment uh, or a video to share? And Denise, is there another one that you'd like to share? Oh, I have yeah, I believe They're all over my channel. I believe that, um, uh, yeah, Taylor broke history or made history, I think, uh, at the Grammys. She's the first woman to win album of the year three times and the youngest. Yeah. And um, like Beyonce also like broke history, like made history as well, right? So it was like a it very- was a history making uh, night for sure, for sure. <laughs> Um, for me, and, and I think I've shared this before, but it was like, uh, so we went to the, my, Ollie and I were lucky to go to the press screening of Avengers Infinity War. And um, I know, very fancy, right? Yeah, and Avengers. Ooh. So it was like it was like maybe four or five days before the film came out. We got given badges as well that said Thanos demands your silence, so that we um, <laughs> so we didn't give any spoilers away. Yeah. And um, there's a moment like in the movie when uh, so if you haven't seen the movie, but like potential spoilers for this, Thor goes off to a, a planet and he gets a new uh, axe. And uh, Itri says, like, it's called Stormbreaker. The guy next to me went, oh, shit. Like, he got so excited. I was like, oh, no, they're going to be Stormbreaker. And then when he comes back down to Earth with Stormbreaker and does that, the place went nuts. Like, absolutely, like, this press screen just went ballistic for it. And me and Ollie were just like, whoa, this is amazing. So that's my Wait, is this the one moment. where Thor was like, 
that one? Oh no, no, that's the the one before that. Oh my god, they all I they I don't know. Like they're all a mush to me. Like I'm just like I saw the Avengers. I know I did. Which one's which? <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, but pretty much like any big Marvel movie, there's been like mark out moments for me. Even like during the first one, like that tracking shot with them all going around. I remember going to see that with my friend Scott and being like, this is the coolest film I've ever seen in my life. Um, Reese says, uh, genuine surprise on this week's Raw. They somehow found a new low for the 24-7 title by having Bad Bunny just handed over to R-Truth. At this point, other than just throwing the belt in the bin, is there a way to save this title? No, I don't think it matters. Like, to be honest, for me, it wasn't such a big deal. I've seen it couldn't get lower. It couldn't get lower than it what already was. I actually don't think Bad Bunny handing off the bout was the lowest point of that <laughs> bout. It really was not. If you think about it, it wasn't. <laughs> Uh, Matt, I mean, I also agree. Like, I don't think there's anything you can do with that belt at this point. Uh, Matt Nedickfield, back in 2011, in kayfabe, Triple H came out and relieved Vince of his duties. Since then, Vince in real life seems to be losing his mind creatively and backstage. Do you think it should happen for real? Or because of the $1 billion he made last year, is he untouchable? Vince McMahon is going to be in charge of WWE pretty much until the day he dies. I, I think that is a fair assumption. I don't think the man doesn't sleep. The man eats, breathes, and sleeps this business. I don't think he knows how to take a day off. So, yeah, and even if he isn't there at a building, he's still running the show from home. So, he's going to be on. He's going to be running this company until he's in the ground. Yeah, that's pretty much. I think you've said it all. You said it all here. <laughs> yeah. uh, Joseph says, with the upcoming awesome-looking Godzilla versus Kong, who do you see winning the match? More interestingly, what wrestling moves do you think would be cool to see in the fight? Maybe Kong hitting an F5? Maybe Godzilla hitting a frog splash? <clears throat> I mean, I know you're super excited. For... Godzilla and King Kong. I know you're I so excited to... for this movie, Denise. I, I know, I like, I, Denise... Godzilla? Denise, I know we've talked about this before. It's the movie you're most excited for this year. You, there's no other films that are exciting Denise no. Salcedo than Godzilla versus this is, this Kong. This is my life right here. Godzilla, <laughs> King Kong. Even though I was like, which one's which? I confused. Isn't one like, I forget. I don't remember. Godzilla's I mean, a dinosaur, right? Yes, he is. Yeah, he is. The, he's the lizard and Kong oh. is uh, the, the ape. So oh, it's okay. very. I, yeah. remember. I was like, which one's which again? Which one's the one that was like terrorizing the buildings? That's Godzilla, right? Well, I mean, King Kong also sort of does. They climb the Empire State Building. Okay. See, like, how do they make these <laughs> people? They literally just made the same character, but with a different species. Hush your dirty mouth with this bad mouthing <laughs> of you. my. Oh, this is my this is my is this franchise. A controversy? This is my franchise, dude. Like this is like I'm, I'm gonna one second. This is what you're willing to die by the sword for. Look oh, at no. this. So I a friend of mine went out to Japan a few years ago for the Godzilla 60th anniversary thing, and he brought me back this flyer from the Godzilla 60th anniversary um uh like museum thing that they it did. Pretty cool and though. It's so cool, right? And yeah. I'm actually going to get it. I'm going to get it framed and everything because it is a badass. When we went to Japan uh, a couple of years ago, I mostly went just for Godzilla but related things. Like I wanted to go to the Godzilla hotel, have my photo Why? taken with the Godzilla because the films rule, Denise. The films are so good. Isn't it no. always the same? Like there's a family, the family hears a noise. 
I don't know. I feel like I watched one episode of something. I don't even know what I watched. No, you know what? I think I'm confusing this with Big Baby. The Big Baby? <laughs> baby? Are you confusing this with Honey, I Blew Up the Kid? Yeah. <laughs> the Big Baby. <laughs> I love that movie. It's such a good movie. And Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. Those movies are fun. Now, those are, are good. I can watch those, but I won't sit down and watch King king kong or um godzilla oh my god it's amazing also valid Bamba Puddy makes a great point godzilla has an amazing drop kick he really does they he has an amazing drop kick. like I thought well they yes did, like hand stuff and well they did but in, inside each other in godzilla versus megalon there's like it's like a tag team thing it's it's megalon and Who the, what's a megalon megalon is, is a kaiju he's one of he's like a godzilla adversary he's a dinosaur too no, no, he's not a dinosaur. He's kind of like a big sort of like, um, I think he's like an, maybe he's like an ant type thing. But he's kind of got like an ant's head sort of thing. Um, but yeah, like it's him and Gigan, I think, if my memory correctly. So it's, yeah, it's, it's Megalon and Gigan versus Godzilla and Jet Jaguar. And in that, Godzilla does this big like running drop kick. Um, and it's, it's wonderful. It's so great. You're speaking a foreign language to me <laughs> at the moment. Although, you know, I think at Universal Studios, they have King Kong. I think it's King Kong. Where they had the ride, he, yeah. He shakes the the little cart. Oh, that was so scary. I thought I was gonna die in that. Like when I was a kid and I went on that ride, I was like, we're dying. This is it. <laughs> He's a beetle. Thank you very much, Valabam Dapudi. He's a beetle. Thank you very you, much. A giant beetle. Yeah, I would yeah. not watch. And he spits any out bombs. I would not watch any of this. No. Uh, LJ Mickey says, according to wrestle, according to Wikipedia, sorry, Rey Mysterio is forty six. We speculate that he's going to retire from wrestling in WWE. Who would you book to be his retirement match? Personally, I think it should be Ray versus Roman Reigns. Surely, I think it's got to be Dom, right? Sure, it's got to be Dom. Dom's no, the guy to like retire. No. I actually what? like the idea of Roman Reigns. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like that for some reason. Um, I've oh, had to put this next. Like, I've had to put. Who sent sorry. me a message? Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I, got but, okay. I was like, what? I just sent Denise a private message on the, se the system that we used to stream this thing because some of the questions in Spanish and I know that Denise hasn't got the document open. So I was like, yeah. I put this in here so you can read this. Yeah. Okay. Am I reading it now? This, or are you? Was, this is from Dr. Sophia Bonilla, D-W-O-E-V-P. All right. Uh, she says, bueno, mis ami bu uh, Buenos mis buenos amigos, Luke and Denise. Son los mejores y aquí está mi pregunta. Since Mr. Davis is so, oh, the rest is in English. Do you want to read? Oh, so you just I basically can... said like, good day, Denise and, and Luke, and we're the best. And here's my question. Oh, that's nice. Um, but yes, since Mr. Davis is so kawaii now, are there any gimmicks in AEW that move each of you uh, that you would like to try? Uh, is there a tag team gimmick that you can think has good team Danuk energy? Gracias. Oh, like a team for us? Yeah, so like which AEW team are we being? Okay, so I either want to be Jurassic Express mm -hmm. or I want to be Bear Country. <laughs> we can be like, or we can be um um uh the Butcher and the Blade. Oh, Butcher and Blade's good. I like that yeah. one. So I've got I've got to be Butcher. I've got like the, the tash and everything. I can get myself a little monocle. If I grow my hair out, actually, I could probably get like the butcher hey, style mullet. I want to be the blade. I want to be the butcher too. Well, you can, well no, because the butcher's the I mean, if we're gonna be okay, so if we're Jurassic Express, who are you? Um. Oh shoot! I kind of want. Well, be surely you're ju you. Well, you're gonna be Jungle Boy, right? Because you're way shorter than I am, and so like oh, that no. makes me. Now I want to be Luchasaurus. 
He's got the little horns. You can't just keep being all the tall people, Denise. You're like five foot two. Yes, which means I should be the tall people in the fantasy world. If anything, you're Marco in all of this. I don't want to be Marco. I'm already fun sized. I want to be like whoever like the coolest person is on the team. It's who I want to be. Oh no! Well, in which case, then we should be the Lucha Brothers because it doesn't really matter which one we get to be. And I mean, also, it's... like, uh, which is because I want to be Penta. So that, that works out brilliantly. Brothers. Because there we go. Yeah, we're the Lucha Brothers. Ah, oh, love That's it. That's the only way settled. <laughs> uh, Michael Pellegrini says, "I was listening to an interview with Eric Bischoff, and he said." paraphrasing week-to-week tv ratings are not nearly as important or interesting as year-to-year ratings as an example raw has a drop-off in ratings within the last five to six years it's lost almost half of its viewers in that time span my question is with so much content online and streaming services galore will wwe or any major company transfer completely to an online service because of low tv ratings year on year there's too much money in it there yeah see here's the thing like I think, God, I think it was the NFL. Didn't they just make like $111 billion? Uh, what, what did they do? I think they did like some, sorry, my fiance is like real, you know, he's a big like sports fancy. He was texting me about this and I half paid attention to this, but I just couldn't <laughs> believe like how much money they made. It was crazy. Um, and anyway, so whatever, I kind of messed up that whole story. But the point is that, I still have more of that like old school mentality where I still think that not old school mentality. That's not the right way of saying it. I still think that ratings matter. Now, are they as interesting as they were back then? No, because those numbers kind of (laughs) suck. They're not fun numbers to play with. Okay. Uh, So I don't think that they're as interesting, but I still think that they, they matter. Yeah. And I I think it's, I don't think anything's going to go exclusively to an online streaming service unless there's like, if the money dries up, that's when they will. But like WWE just signed a huge deal with Fox that was like worth billions upon billions of dollars, which is way more than they ever would have earned on the WWE network. So yeah, I I can't see them going off TV anytime soon. Like not for a long, long time. Well, there's still money in TV and apparently there's still a heck of a lot of money in TV and a lot of people are willing to spend money that are always going to be on TV. Like wrestling will want to be on TV because there's money there. Yeah. And I just think like there are certain people too, that are not going to switch to like streaming services. Like you think just because you're on streaming services that everybody is, but that's not the case. Like a lot of people that I know, they're like, Oh, well we watch cable. And yeah, like we, you know, occasionally watch Netflix, but for the most part still have cable and still watch cable. And I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. We have cable here at my house. It's for my grandparents mainly because they're not going to use streaming services. Like that's too complicated. Oh yeah, were, totally. So yeah. And there's, there's other people too that do the same thing. So Yeah. Like we don't have a uh, TV here. Basically. We just only have, we basically have my PlayStation that's got BBC iPlayer. It's got 4OD. It's got Netflix, Amazon prime. And that's basically the, the content that we do. We were talking about like, should we get a free view box? And I was like, we don't need one. Because all the shows that we watch are on BBC iPlayer and 4OD and Netflix. Wow. Like we're just That's all we need. That and Disney yeah. Plus and we're set to go. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. I've been getting everything now. I think, I think I'm like an addict. <laughs> I'm an addict <laughs> streaming That's service. what they want, Denise. That's you what know, they want. They want you to be an addict and buy them all. Okay, so I have, I kid you not, I have, okay, so I have Netflix, The Network, Hulu, Prime Video, Disney, Sling, stars hbo max peacock and paramount 
that's not including Pluto, Spot, Pluto's free, Spotify. <laughs> then I also watch TV on Fox Sports. Then I watch Twitch. Then I have old movies app. I mean, I'm just full of like, and I can never find anything to watch. <laughs> I literally have a routine. I start like, okay, I'll check Netflix. Nothing there. All right, what's next? I'm gonna check Hulu, Stars, HBO. <laughs> and I go down the list until I find something. I basically am like this with Disney. Like if I'm if I've got Disney Plus app open while I'm editing, I'll be like, I'm gonna watch something on Disney Plus, and I'll scroll and I'll scroll and I'll scroll. In the end, I'll just watch The Simpsons. I'll just put The Simpsons. I'll be like, where was I previously? Season twelve, episode eleven. Fine, that's where I am. Then I'll just watch The Simpsons. No, for me, like my go-to, and I can't find anything to watch. You cannot go wrong with anything that has to do with like true crime. Like if it's anything true crime related, you're good. Uh, Marcel Jura says, I love AEW, but there's one thing about this promotion that drives me insane. And it's the visual communication when it comes to explaining to new viewers what is going on. And again, I don't like to do this, but it was a long message. I have truncated it ever so slightly. But there are some interesting kind of points. I, some I agree with, some I don't, which is like trios teams wearing similar colors. Darby Allen and Thunder Rosa having similar face paint. Why is Sting and Darby a team? There's 10 guys on the roster that are either called Paige and or Cage. Um, he ends up, it's frustrating since I think AEW can grow its fan base a lot more if they take care of certain things. Am I wrong on this one? Am I the only one who's bothered by it? I'm not bothered by it. Although I do laugh really hard with the <laughs> with the page, the cage, the, what else oh, was yeah. there? The page, the cage. Uh, there was something else. Wasn't there another name that they're making fun there of? There are a lot of those because you've now got Christian Cage and Brian Cage. You've got Hangman Page and you've got Ethan Page and none of them are actually related to each other. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's just too many. There's just too many. <laughs> So yeah, I, I think that might just be um, sort of a personal bugbear, Marcel. Like I, it, it certainly doesn't bug me. Like I maybe I'm looking at this from inside the bubble, but I don't look at Thunder Rosa and Sting and be like, well, they're the same because they've both got half face paint. I think, and I think, no, yeah. I think, uh, I think any viewer could look at that and be like, those are very different people. Oh yeah, for sure. So it doesn't bother me whatsoever. I, um, to be honest, I didn't even really notice or put it together till like right now. Obviously, the the name thing. Yeah, that's just funny though. Uh, Alex Kirkman says, instead of AEW introducing three-person tag belts, how about a faction belt? There are quite a few in AEW. I think it could be interesting. It could be defended in full faction matches, tag matches, one-on-one -on -one matches. But yet, possibilities are endless. Um, I don't like that idea, I'm afraid. Like, I think it's just, it adds far too many kind of complications to what are the rules. It's too, I don't like it. I feel like it would be too cartoonish like oh yeah. one day you're in a tag match okay the next it's not a tag match i think that it would be too complicated and there's also too many belts um he does also add uh denise i thought it'd be fun to try some cockney rhyming slang on you to see if you could guess what i'm referring to cockney? uh this so okay so cockney cockneys are from london basically and in um sort of the 70s and 80s kind of like cockney era of when it was probably like, oh, west or london that sort of cockney language in any other they would use cockney rhyming slang so they would say something to mean something else so for to steal an example apples and pears is stairs you get what i mean so you'd be like oh she's up the apple and pears she's up the stairs i mean i get it but i don't <laughs> get it I don't but anyway alex's first one here if, if i was to say to you if i was to say to you oh um i need to go get the dog and bone you're gonna get gas <laughs> no, no it's, it's it's rhyming it's rhyming slang so like what do you think would rhyme with oh the dog and bone cone it's a phone i'd say yeah it's like i'll oh, get get him on the old dog and bone oh my god this is so hard 
<laughs> All right, try me out here. I don't get it, but I'll try. Well, that was it for this week. So maybe we'll try again next week. Oh, that was it? <laughs> yeah. Dog and bone? I'm like, yeah, yeah, get my gas. <laughs> I did not think phone. <laughs> uh, no, this Aaron. Is complicated for me. Aaron says, with MGF Craig the pinnacle, could you see him winning the world title? Um, and will we get a Batista Triple H storyline with Wardlow turning on him to win the title in the end? I think it'd be interesting, but I don't think mm. I'd see Wardlow as the champion at this very moment, though. Or Yeah. Yeah, I don't see it. It's a long way off, yeah, MJF getting that world title. Like, I think it's still a year off or so, but like... I, I don't actually think it's the worst idea to have like Wardlow be the Batista of the group. Like, I think that's quite a fun little yeah. role for him, actually. Um, and that storyline was great. Like, and it made a star out of Batista. Um, Magnus says, a great opener to a show is always important. As we're getting closer to WrestleMania, the first main roster show with fans in over a year, who should have the first match at night one? Feels like this match will be as important as the main event on that night. How do you think they should kick things off? Whoever has the coolest theme song. So you can yeah. talk the loudest. Who has the coolest theme song? Shinsuke Nakamura. Oof, I feel that's debatable. Is it? That's a rad song. No, I mean, it's cool and all, but I don't think it's the best. <gasps> I think it's great. I mean, actually, Matthew Mikovsky's just put it in, um, in the chat, but like, I would have said Cesaro, Roll um, Cesaro Rollins to be the match to like kick things off. Like to I be like, these are Seth two. Yeah two fan favorites people who are like really hot behind and yeah like those could just go there and absolutely tear it up for 15 minutes yeah but no they should be like it should be like really exciting i'm, I'm kind of sad i wish i was going to wrestlemania but i'm not <laughs> uh weasley 65 my question is also about wrestlemania with the success of mania 36 going over two nights and stars like drew mcintyre voicing desire for it to remain as such do you believe that mania should keep that wrestle kingdom treatment and be a two night event more time for matches more chances for build more importantly note eight hour or seven hour wrestlemanias counting the pre-shows now now weasley I, even if it shows over two nights, there's still every chance that they're, they're just both eight-hour shows. Like they could, like maybe W will just think, "Oh, that's the reason. That's the way to do this. We'll do two eight-hour shows instead." Oh my god. Okay, so I was those people though that were like anti the two nights. I didn't want the two nights. I want. I like the special feeling of it having having it be one day. To me, it makes it more special. Just one long day. However, after last year. It was exciting to like, okay, WrestleMania is today, but it's also tomorrow. <laughs> you know, so it's pretty exciting. And here's the thing, like, I remember like going to cover WrestleMania and I would get the, you know, get the day started. I think I would leave like sometime around like 12 or one, get there like at two-ish or like whatever, right? Like, I think the show would start like at two or one or two. I don't even know, but it was just crazy because you'd get there super early, right? And then mm -hmm. they, you well, know, you know, out and it's almost like 1 a.m. or 1 a.m. <laughs> or you get home and it's almost like 2. It's crazy. It's just so I, long. Yeah. I am. Um, I don't think I like the two night thing. Like I haven't enjoyed Wrestle Kingdom as much since it went to two nights. I much preferred Wrestle Kingdom when it was a one night event. And I think it's actually going back to being a one night event as well. I didn't enjoy WrestleMania being a two night event last year. And I'll be curious to see how how i feel this year when there's fans in the building and whether that will change my mind on things but as it as it stands i don't think i like it being too nice 
Yeah. See, I was see I know a lot of people complain about having to be there for hours. It was never an issue for me though. I mean, yeah, it tripped me out because you know it was day and then it was nice. <laughs> and I was there the whole day sitting down. And I I think to myself, like, man, I sat for all of these hours. Like if you think about it, that's not something like if you were at home, you wouldn't be sitting all day for, you know, all those hours. But uh it goes by fast though. But maybe it's Does it really? Yeah, maybe it's a different experience, you know, watching at home and being at the actual event. Yeah, I would wonder if it was like so Mania 30, whichever one it was, the one with uh, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and Ronda Rousey in the main event. That WrestleMania felt long. Yeah, that Mania felt so long. So long. And like we were like me, Laurie, and Ollie were doing the live reactions to it in the studio. And I was like, I am so ready for this show to be over. Because like, and then and then just when I'm like, I'm so ready for this show to be over, Triple H and Batista go out there and do like a 40-minute boring match. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm, just, I'm so bored. And I want this to be over. So I don't know. Like, I would be curious to know if I was there in the building, whether I'd have had a different Amazing reaction. Amazing time. So here's the thing. So like I got there and... Uh... I had, you know, press tickets. So I was in the press area. I was having the best time of my life. And then I wanted to go back down and sit with my fiance. Cause obviously, well, he was my fiance. Yeah, but whatever he was, we had tickets too. So like we bought tickets for ourselves inside. Like, cause when you're in the press area, you're, you're in a different area than the fans. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to feel what it's like to be with the fans too. So, you know, I did my press stuff and then I went down, but I got lost. So I don't know <laughs> what happened. But I ended up in this secluded area behind the stage. There was no people, nobody. Like, there was nobody there. It was just me and one security guard in this, like, long hallway right behind the stage. It was terrifying because you could hear, like, all the fireworks and all the noise. And I was like, what's happening? And I kept going to each door. And I was like, how do I get out? And they were like, go. And I'm like, I'm trying to get to my seat. They're like, how'd you get here? And I'm like, I don't know. I got really lost in that building. It was horrible. But I finally made it down to my seat. But so I had like this whole adventure that day. So it, it, for me, it was a totally different experience. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, because I, I actually thought about this the other day. Um, I think I can count on two hands the amounts of live shows I've been to. WWE ones at the very least. Like, I haven't been to many at all. And the, you know, I've only ever been to like raw tapings, which are like, you know, three hours. And those I've sometimes felt like, well, this is quite long. And this is, this is pretty long now to be sat here. So I don't know if I could do like a whole WrestleMania, like just sat there. It goes by really fast fast plus you're eating you're looking around you're chatting you're tweeting you say that, but like i was there for like progress's hello wembley that was a really long show they didn't have a killer main event a walter versus See, tyler bay you, you gotta keep the excitement going you like yeah to happen and I, to me it's a dip, like i don't know if i could i haven't done it at home in a while so i mean last year obviously but that was different i was stressed out because i was covering the show so it's a different experience it's a different experience to be there and then be here at home watching it taking notes to do a post show afterwards so it's totally different experiences uh mark jones there's a bit of a light-hearted question for me this week the other day i was watching something on tv and one of the characters said turn it sideways my mind went straight to the rock saying stick it straight up your candy ass 
My question is, are there normal phrases that when you hear them trigger a wrestling catchphrase? Yeah, when someone says that, like, oh, my feelings are hurt or like, oh, I hurt my feelings. <laughs> I always think of when The Rock told Rikishi, I wipe my ass with your feelings or I wipe be uh, like, it was it was so hilarious. That always sticks with me. And then also when people say yay, I think about when The Rock was mocking Eugene and he said, yay, Triple H. <laughs> he was mocking Eugene. <laughs> Those are two that yeah. come to my mind. Funny enough, mine is also rock related. It's always so rock. It was during his like sort of feud slash friendship with Mick Foley, but Al Snow was trying to like ruin their friendship. And like it was when Al Snow did his heel turn, he like dumped uh, the Mankind's book, Mick Foley's book, and he made it look like The Rock had done it. And the, uh, there's a moment when Rock's just like, you're hanging out with a guy named Al. And anytime <laughs> there's a character and something that's called Al, <laughs> the first thing I think of is Al. Al. See, like little things like that stick to you. There's honestly, I think mine are also all with The Rock because there's even the one where the hurricane when he says, nothing called, says he knows you. That one too, <laughs> like I always make fun of that. I'm like, oh, it's nothing. It says it knows you. Like that one's really funny. Uh, there's just so many funny moments that, and I think they're all The Rock that stick in my, I mean, I'm sure there's other ones, but there's always like all these little things that just automatically I'll think yeah, about it. There's a character in ER at the moment that's called Al. And every single time he comes on screen, they're like, oh, Al's here. I'm like, Al? Uh, Robert Ray <laughs> says, it was my birthday yesterday and I turned 25. It got me thinking about the way that WWE used to number WrestleManias that they've stopped doing. And I now forget which WrestleMania it is nowadays. And so my question is, did you prefer it when WWE numbered WrestleMania? Do you have the same issue as me when struggling to remember the WrestleManias that haven't been numbered? Like, Robert, that literally just happened to me not five seconds ago when I was talking about, I was like, whichever WrestleMania it was, the Becky Lynch main event. Yes. Did. I know them by city. So I'm like, all right, whichever one was in Santa Clara, whichever one was in New Orleans, the recent New Orleans one, not the one before, but that's how I know <laughs> them too. Or if I remember one number, then I can kind of count off from there. What's been helping me is that I'm always going to remember WrestleMania 35, but also like, I think, okay, well, WrestleMania was supposed to be here this year and it's not. And that was supposed to be number 37. So then that <laughs> means that this one's 37 and I have to really think about it. Like what number are we on? Mm, yeah, I am. Um, do you know which one always throws me is WrestleMania 2000 because, oh, because it's, it's, 2000. it's, yeah, it's 16. But because I just called it WrestleMania 2000, I'd then be like, it's WrestleMania, God, which one was it again? And I don't know why I can't just say it was WrestleMania 2000. That's literally what the show no. was called. <laughs> I, I have to call it WrestleMania 16. I don't call it 2000. Or I call it WrestleMania no. that I wanted to go, but didn't go. Oh, you didn't go to that. Like, that no, was like one of them. Like, I wish I would have gone, oh. but I was a kid and, you know, I mean, I it wasn't a good show. Then. But still, I wanted to go. I had never gone to a, I had to wait till 21. <laughs> Uh, 21 oh no it took forever <laughs> to get there years of me wanting to go <laughs> five of them in fact uh, jericho yes. says with the forbidden door wide open thought about which wrestlers from aew impact and new japan would make a good faction my question is which set of wrestlers of the uh, of those three companies would you make a serious faction and a silly one my serious one would be moxley kingston and callahan my silly one would be Ma my silly one would be marco stunt minoru suzuki and heath slater and no yeah. denise I'm not Chris Jericho. Huh? That was from that? last week because, well, we had Jericho's question last week oh. and I read it out and you were like, Chris Jericho? Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> um, okay. 
I'm trying to think. Okay, okay, hold on. The serious one, Jay White, mm-hmm. Eddie Kingston, and I'm gonna add Finn Balor. Ooh. Then funny, MJF, Sami Zayn, and Billy Kay. Oh, that's nice. I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I can go with that. I'm always bad with this sort of thing. Like trying to think of them off the top of my head. And I say off the top of my head, I've literally had this question all morning and I haven't like, I, I could I could have I thought about this, but I'm so bad at my I'm job. Right. That... I've been awake for two hours, Luke. You can do this. I've been deep in, I've been editing WrestleMania 19. It's a four hour podcast and an audition literally crashed before I came on to do this. Who would I have in my faction? I feel like if I was to do like a really, if I was to do a serious one, like I, I want to have Jay White. I want to have, I actually had MJF to be in my serious one. Like, so MJF and Jay White. Yeah, he can do both. So MJF, Jay White, someone from Impact. Um, one Ooh, like I big powerhouse. ones. Oops, my bad. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Moose from Impact. So I want a big powerhouse in there. So that's my serious I follow the rules though. Ah, it's fine. game. I just kind of it's, fun. It, it's a it's a fun game. Moose is a good one though. I like that one. You know what? Oh, no, I don't think it would count because it has to be a wrestler. I actually think that Scott Demore is a really funny on-screen character. Oh, he is good. Yeah, I, I used would to add love him into my faction because he's funny. I used to love um, Team Canada in TNA because like i mean it was brilliant because you had like that wow 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 it was like the entrance music but like you had pd williams big a1 but like robbie uh, bobby Roode, robbie Roode, and robbie like Roode. scott demore and scott demore as the mouthpiece um i thought it was a great little unit i was a huge mark for team canada i always forget bobby Roode's name in wwe like i feel like calling him bobby Roode. that i'm like robert Roode. well rude like it always messes my brain up all right, we've got a few more questions to go through uh, here. I'm back on the topic of Baker Rosa. Will Landrum said, going into the main event, I didn't expect them to go so all out because traditionally women's hardcore matches on television aren't actually all that brutal. A couple of chair shots, kendo sticks, table spot. I should have known better. It's AE freaking W. And Matthew Mikofsky said, since I didn't send in a mailbag this week, I may as well send in my ultra chat. My thoughts on the main event were shared in the review, uh, but more thoughts I would say it's up there with the best women's matches in North America. Becky Charlotte, Sasha Bailey, then this. I do love that. The Sasha Bailey Brooklyn match. I mean, I've said it before and I second, it makes me cry every time I see it. So like that is, it's got to be up there as one of my favorites. I have to take time to think about this because there are a lot of women's matches that have happened that I was a fan of. So I feel like I would have to take a second and think about it. Uh, Homer Star fan said, um, found out early this week that I'm going to be getting my COVID, uh, COVID vaccine tomorrow. Hey, super yeah. excited for that. Uh, my question is, who do you think is the worst baby face in wrestling right now? For me, it's a tie between Charlotte and the Young Bucks. I always feel like Charlotte, because Charlotte, Charlotte's not a natural baby face. Or they can't make her, or I don't know if they can't make her. They just haven't given her the right moments to actually be in that. They haven't given her the proper baby face run, I guess you can say. It hasn't landed. So I could agree with that one, but I wouldn't say the she's the worst, though. Who mm. would be the worst? I, I, I think that Charlotte Flair is one of the worst baby faces. I think she's a terrible baby face. She's such a natural heel. Like, I think it's just, you should just let her be in that role. Like, I think that's, that. yeah. and she herself has said in interviews that she does not connect to people when she's trying to be a baby face. I think she just comes across as a natural heel. I think that's a much better role for her. Yeah. 
I'm trying to think. Remember Seth Rollins? He had a really bad when he was trying to be like the yeah before his heel turn either yeah that, that was not good working. that stuck in my mind uh i'm sure there's a million other that i can't just think of right now but those are that's one of the ones that sticks out uh, matthew burlidge said random pet peeve when a commentary says a wrestler is favoring the left leg doesn't that mean that they're favoring it because the, does that mean that they are favoring it because the left one is bad wwe always used to refer to it as the injured leg or the other body part what is uh what do you have is favoring your hip to me, well, doesn't that mean like he's working on it? Like, hey, like yeah. he's favoring the left arm. That's because that's what he's targeting because he knows that whatever the reason is that he's doing it. Uh, Dart Train says, no rain for me to wear a hoodie today. So no AJ Styles cosplaying. That being said, I wanted to say hi to the actual cutest wrestling YouTube personality, Luke. Uh, Denise. Um, <laughs> Will Landrum. I have a Ollie Davis. I don't know where he got all this confidence from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Denise, someone blew him up recently. Will Landrum said, Wait, Luke, what? I'm sorry. For... I just see that Ollie Davis got blown up. No, I didn't see. Oh, he got blown up on the fast lane reactions. He's now, he can't challenge for the championship of fast lane. Someone blew him up. Oh, I got to see this. I'm behind. No Will Landrum said, anything. Will Landrum says, I'm sorry for accusing you of trying to murder Mr. Davis. That wasn't cool, but I will always mark out for Ollie and Mr. Davis. So kawaii, but still not cool. You're right. It wasn't cool. Uh, but I will find out the son of a bitch that blew him up. Uh, Misha Summer says, all of this so Hall of Fame Ollie chat. Davis is no longer at the moment? Oh, no, he's fine. He's okay. He's hurt his arm. He's really hurt his arm oh, in the okay. explosion. So he's he's medically cleared to do news videos and reviews, but he's not medically cleared for live reactions. So he can't face with the championship this coming Sunday. Um, <laughs> that arm really affected those live It reactions. really does. It's, it really hurts your predictions. Um, Misha Summer says, with all of this Hall of Fame chat, uh, it's got me wondering, when will WrestleTalk debut the Hall of Jam? I don't know who, like, there's so, such a small team. Like, it's just probably Ollie going in there and then that'll be it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Might as well, then. Do it. Might as well. Do it. Uh, Raffman says, two of my favorite YouTube wrestling personalities, lovely Luke and delight delightful Denise. Uh, Luke is the airplane that lifts me up to the sky, and Denise is the sun that shines when I get there. Happy Friday. For a second, I was like, wait, if Luke is the airplane, what am I? <laughs> uh, Jericho X Titan said, it's funny to watch both you and Denise explain your nerdums to each other. They're so wildly different. I connect we more are. with Luke. We're so <laughs> I collect different. I tell my fiance that all the time. I'm like, dude, Luke and I are so different. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, but it works though. I don't know. It's weird because I feel like we're really different, but at the same time, we're really the same in different Oh, yeah. Ways. Oh, absolutely. There are some things that you and I both like. And when we both like it, they're like, oh, this is the thing. And like, you know, it's really like, I don't want that. No, but then there's other things. No, where... Not that. I think it's more like in terms of personality. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah I think it's yeah. more of that. And then, mm -hmm. but we just like totally different things. Like aside from wrestling, I don't know. Would you, if like we didn't like wrestling, do you think we'd be friends? Oh, dude, no, you wouldn't like me. If we were at school together, if we were in high school together, you certainly would not want to hang out with me at high school because I'm like the, I'm the metal kid dropout. Like it's just like being the bad kid at school. No, you don't know, but I think in school I hung out with like those rebellious kids. Oh, did you? Was, I always like, thought you'd be like one of the popular kids. Out. No, I was just like outcast people. Oh, okay well maybe we probably would have been in the same circle then yeah i mean i would have been mean to you but i was still <gasps> what oh yeah i was mean like in high school like i i didn't just easily like people i was like mm. <laughs> oh dear on wednesdays did you wear pink mean. huh on wednesdays did you wear pink no yes 
<laughs> no, I, I, I had my like best friends, and that's it. Everybody else was like, "Oh, I don't." Want you. <laughs> um, anyway, Jericho says I connect more with Luke personally, but Denise is definitely Marco's stunt. Uh, and <laughs> Will Landrum says I just realized I never said hello to Denise. Um, also wanted to respond to your other fan question about popular merch. Since I'm here, just a few weeks ago, before the Speaking Out movement, I saved up and bought three hundred bucks of villain merchandise. Oh, Jay Zephyr says, I asked that question about masks and all the names I thought of the huge names. Liger. What a great shout, as is Psycho Clown. Thank you so much for joining us. And lastly, Fiery Turtle says, hello, guys, all the way down from Australia. It's currently 3 a.m. My question is, do you think they will have another round of Black Wednesday releases? If so, who do you think could be a part of it? I think it might be after WrestleMania, maybe. I mean, usually what I notice is that they always like tend to go with the people that asked for their releases. So I wouldn't be surprised to see somebody like Andrade there, which I wouldn't yeah. wish it because it's not it's not something I'm wishing. But if I was going to make a prediction about it, I think that would probably be a safe prediction. Um, Mod Mother Jenna has just tagged you on Twitter as well with the uh, the Ollie Davis blowing up video. I saw. I'm going to watch it <laughs> after the <this> stream. <laughs> <laughs> i'm excited I, uh, it was yeah and it, it's very very i mean it's very serious of course because you know we're all worried about the safety of, of mr davis but um you and know I'm, but, here, uh, I'm excited to see ollie davis <laughs> blow up that's terrible but i mean I, I i've got my suspicions about alex queen of the ring because she's trying to make the claim that she's the cutest wrestling internet personality but now like are you also trying to take the claim that you're the cutest wrestling personality no i'm a potato and i know it oh, oh no <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna tweet that later i'm gonna tweet that later long live the potato you know what are i'm you... the potato <laughs> the it why do you potato. think you're a potato why do you think you're a potato because i'm a potato <laughs> what what on earth do you mean by you're a potato it's a thing you haven't heard it like no. you say like i'm a potato because you're ugly no. you're oh no Denise. you haven't became a french fry yet <laughs> it's a thing luke like when you call I... yourself a potato <laughs> Oh, I, I, I'm I'm shook to my very core. You're not a potato, Denise. I'm the cutest potato. I'll take that. <laughs> um, but have you got any plans, Mrs. Potato Head? Yeah, Mrs. Potato Head is going to be sitting on a couch all weekend, either <laughs> a watching TV or watching wrestling. Yeah, I mean, we have got wrestling on this weekend. So that kind of like does dominate things a little bit. I like pay per view weekends though. But we um, just had one. I like them, though. The more pay-per-views, the better. I get more excited. <laughs> like, it gives me oh. a lot to do, you know? And if not, I'm just trying to find something to watch on TV. And then sometimes I get too stressed out just sitting there. I, I like having shows to review during the weekend. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of get what you mean. But also, I just had one two weeks ago. And I've got another one in like a couple of weeks' time. Because WrestleMania is not far away now. And I'm just not. like... And like, you know, do you know what I like to I like going to bed with my wife, like me and like, <laughs> we like to go to bed together. And we just we lay in bed and we chat for a little bit. And we listen to a podcast. And it's really nice. And I don't get to do that on a Sunday. If there's a wrestling pay per view on, she has to go sleep in a different room. Yeah, I feel you. But see, you no, know, I get your version of it. Yeah, I can see that. I'm not love, yeah. though, Luke. I just, oh. <laughs> I just 
Yeah, I just, well, it's different for me because I don't live with my fiance. So, yeah. So we don't like, you know, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. I'm just a sad little potato. Oh, no. This is such a heartbreaking ending to this podcast. <laughs> it's usually like the nice, bright, shining light of the week. <laughs> no, but uh, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. My brain has stopped functioning. Oh, man. You need to get yeah, some coffee and get some bagels fasting. inside you. I ate already, actually. I had uh, eggs and hash brown and some raisin Ooh. bread. Wow. That's yeah. a good breakfast. Oh, yeah. I, no, actually... I can't do, like, small breakfasts. I have to do, like, big breakfasts. I had to do a small breakfast today because I, we, I, I'm going to my big food shop tomorrow. So I haven't got anything in the house. And, like, if I – otherwise, I'm going to I'm gonna either have to have a small breakfast today or it's tomorrow. And so I made the sacrifice to have the small one today so I can have a proper breakfast tomorrow morning. Nice. I, I appreciate yeah. that. See, like, I feel like I have to shrink down my breakfast sizes just so like, I won't eat so much, but I cannot have a big breakfast. Like for me, that's the way to kick off the day. If I have a little breakfast, I'll just be like a sourpuss like the rest of the day. Oh yeah. Sitting here at like 11 o'clock starving. Like just like, when, when is lunch? I'm, I'm ready for lunch now. I'm going to fasting again too. I'm going to start today. Today, really? Okay, yes, because I was fasting for like a really long time. I did almost a year of fasting and that did really like it did me really good. But I stopped. Right. Whoa, 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 whoa. Define fasting, because fasting to me would be like not eating whatsoever. But I don't think oh, you, would, no. you didn't eat anything for like, like an entire year. Sorry, it's like intermittent fasting. So I have like between I make sure not to eat 15 hours between my last meal and my first meal. So let's right. say I finish eating today at like 2 p.m. I won't eat till 15 hours later. So okay. that I'm burning calories that entire time. And I don't know, I have like this app thing and like it tracks my progress. So I'm going to start it today. And I was doing that for a very long time. Like my last meal was at 2 p.m., sometimes even 1.30. And I wasn't eating until the next day at about, I'm going to say maybe like 8, 9 a.m. So I had like a lot of hours that went on in between there. So I have to go back to that because that did help me slim down a little bit. And I noticed that when I eat late at night, that's really when like I'll start to like feel a little heavier. And I'm like, yesterday, yesterday was not a good day. Yesterday, that's when I realized I need to go back on my fasting because yesterday I had like a little like dinner thing and I had to unzipper my skirt because I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't sit there and eat in the skirt that I was wearing. Whoa. Yes, it was terrible. And I got so bloated and I was like, oh no, this is it. I got to go back to my fasting. That was a sign right there. You gotta, you gotta stop eating so much. <laughs> I never thought that I would have this conversation with you. And like long time listeners to this podcast will feel like they're having deja vu. Cause I've literally had this conversation with Ollie Davis because really? Ollie, a couple of years ago, he went through this exact same thing where he's like, oh yeah, I'm in a fasting phase. And like, he didn't eat for, and he didn't eat for like three days. Okay, and, so that's like extreme fasting, though. I can't do that. Yeah, and then he went through a period of like the intermittent fasting thing as well. He was trying to explain the science of it to me, and I was just like, <laughs> "Yeah, but I, but I like food, so I'm gonna just eat some you're food." You're not not eating though. What do you so, mean you're not not eating? You said so, you said you go 15 hours between meals. Yeah, but I'm still eating when I'm not fasting. So yeah. like, I so like I'll have breakfast, right? So let's mm -hmm. say I wake up, I have breakfast at 9 a.m. Let's just say 9 a.m. And then I have a snack somewhere in between then. 2 p.m. I'll have my final meal. And then I won't eat until the next day at 9 a.m. 
I know, but like my, my point is that like if you I get that meal at 2 p.m. But then like come 6 p.m. I'm like, well, I'm hungry now. So I'm just going to go and eat something, well, then right? Schedule, you have to schedule it to your needs. So I schedule it around my breakfast. I know I have to have breakfast early in the morning. So I make sure that I have my 15 hours are completed by then. Okay. That makes sense. You can move it around. Like if you it feel totally you makes need sense. to eat at 6 p.m., it's you amazing. can make your I, I last meal 6 p.m. But then afterwards, you have to wait those, you know, X amount of hours until you can have your next meal. Yeah, but like my the 6 p.m. thing is not like my brain telling me that I'm hungry. My brain is just like, well, it's four hours since I last ate something and now I'm hungry and, wanna, and I like eating too. things. Here's the secret too. If you're hungry and you're like fasting, drink water or go to sleep. <laughs> when, I, I say, like, when I'm hungry, like at like 10, I'm like, oh no, go to sleep, go to sleep. That's it, go to sleep. Don't go near the kitchen. Oh man, but I just like food too much. I don't think I could I do, do fasting. Like I, I applaud you. I applaud you for doing it. And I applaud Davis for doing it when he did it a few years ago. I don't think I could do it. Well, it was worse. You know what I was doing for a very long time for like a year. Okay. And this really helped me out was I was fasting and I was only having under a thousand calories in the day. Oh, that was right. brutal. That was brutal. Okay. What's a thousand calories look like? So my 1000 calories was literally... I would wake up, I would have a coffee, egg whites, and a hash brown. And I think all in total, that was like maybe four or 500 calories. Then I'd have a 100 calorie snack. And then after that, I would have uh, my lean cuisine meals. And those are between like two and 300 calories. And then I'd have for fun, a little mini bag of chips, which was 150 calories and zero calorie soda. So like diet soda. And that would keep me, it was actually under like between 1,000, 1,100, but I was supposed to be like at that, like those are my calories mm -hmm. that I was supposed to be having. So I would eat just that. And then afterwards I wouldn't eat for the rest of the day until the next Ooh. day for like almost a year. I did that. Man, like, uh, cause my wife went through a very similar thing, like in the lead up to our wedding, I think like for the month beforehand, she was like, I'm just eating soup. And, and like and that is it and like that is all she ate and stuff i felt so bad for her because you i was there just like it. i got it i was there just eating, i was just there eating whatever I, whatever i wanted like <laughs> I've, I've got this thing oh like yeah well i've got a fast metabolism so like i just burn things up i know right and, I, and my wife says the same thing one day it's gonna bite me in the ass and i have I, I mean I've, i'm a lot thinner than i once was because there was a period in my life when like you know they like that bag of haribo that i bought you for yeah. christmas there was a period in my life where I was eating a bag of those a day just like in the oh. evening in bed. I would just be sat there in bed watching Law and Order and would just like eat a bag of those. Like oh after after I'd had my full meal. Oh my God. And, like all the sugar and, intake. Oh, dude, it was so awful. I'm pretty sure that's one of the reasons why I've recently lost a tooth. And when I was working freelance, I was eating McDonald's four or five times a week. And and like, you know, he's trying to like, oh, I'll shake it up a little bit. I won't have a McDonald's today. I'll have a KFC instead, or I'll go and I'll have a Burger King instead. <laughs> I've been was, there though. I've been there. Oh man, I put on so much weight. When I was my heaviest, it was because one week I had Taco Bell five times in one week. Taco mm. Bell. You know how unhealthy that is? And I wasn't just having like one little thing. No, I was having like the nachos, the oh, chalupas, yeah. yep. the drink, everything. Oh, yeah. So Dude, been there, yeah. it's not a good if, luck. And then you feel you like, into a fast, like oh yeah, body. Like if you I get into a fast like food restaurant. Right now. 
going to a fast food restaurant, I want to get me a large meal. I'm getting a large mm-hmm. Big Mac meal with a double cheeseburger and I'll get whatever like novelty side they've got going at the moment. And I'll just sit there and I'll be happy. So this is like during my meat eating days, of course. Like I, I don't think I could do it now because I don't think there's enough vegetarian options for me to go and do it now. Um, yeah, like I used, to be, I used to be real bad for it. I've only had Taco Bell once. Um, it was Well, we don't have it here. Oh, that's right. Oh my God. So, so there's only there's like two in the whole country and like they were I've never been close to either of them. And so my wife, when we were in New York, that's the only time we've ever had Taco Bell. And we had it at 1 a.m. because we were because we were yes, walking back we from this Taco Bell. We were walking back from this bar and I said to my wife and I was like, oh, it's like I think what is it? it was like I was like 50 blocks back to our hotel. We can walk that. <laughs> I, I, I just thought that doesn't sound like it's a lot it's only 50 yeah and, and apparently it, and it took us a while it took us hours it took us a I long time i can imagine 50 blocks yeah that's gonna take you a while to walk yeah it took us out yeah it took us we, had to, we had to stop in a bar calories. yeah we had to stop in a bar and like well the reason why we got the taco bell was at the end of it we were so hungry we just walked 50 <laughs> blocks and we were like i'm starving now <laughs> so you gained sorry you gained the calories back i did yeah and we had to stop in a bar at one point as well so we're like i need to rehydrate this is, this is a really long walk <laughs> rehydrate at a bar <laughs> <laughs> all right anyway let's draw this to a close you need to go off and enjoy the rest of your day uh, what are you going to do for the rest of your day well i have the smackdown show and then i have a couple of other stuff i gotta work on so and then i always take a nap on fridays fridays is my nap <laughs> oh, day. good nap day i like it yeah um, right well, I'll let you get on with your nap then. Thank you so much for joining us uh, as always. Uh, yeah, tomorrow it is the SmackDown review. Andy Datsun makes his return to the show. And then on Sunday, it's live reactions on the WrestleTalk podcast YouTube channel for Fastlane. And Ollie Davis and myself will be reviewing Fastlane on Monday. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.